Football Radio. I'm your host, Matt McGrath, alongside typically Luigi Cabola and Zach Schmola, but just Zach Schmola this week. It is December 15th, 2021. This is now the 15th episode of the Fire Football Radio Show as we are 13 weeks, or excuse me, no, 14 weeks into the NFL season coming up on week 15. As a reminder, we will be live from the store studio every Wednesday night on WHUS Stores 91.7 from 6 to 7. Bringing latest news, rumors, and more about America's game and the league we all know and love. The NFL, but week 14 is now in the rearview mirror. Week 15 on the horizon. Four more games, four more weeks remain here as we head into the back end of the season. Typically, I'd say Luigi and Zach, what's going on, baby? But Zach is only here. Zach, what's going on, baby? I'm doing good, Matt. What's going on, man? Not much. Luigi, as we mentioned, is taking a finals exam. And the hour of six to eight, we wish him the best of best of luck as he probably just started. Good luck, Mister Cole. <laughs> Good luck. But we do have another person in the studio as we typically have had, but have not had last week, or I don't even know if it was the week before. But Mister Eric. Mr. Eric Harkins, how are you, my friend? Uh, good, good. It's good to be back in the studio with the boys. I missed it last week. Saw a nice volleyball win at Gamble. That's right. That's yeah. why you weren't here. And now, so they moved into what? The semifinals? The semis? They might have played this past weekend. Forgive me for not knowing. <laughs> well, they played North North Florida Yeah, at they home. Won, they won that. They won that. And then I know they had to play, I believe it was this past Friday. Okay. But I'm not sure. Uh, they ended up losing 3 nothing to Valpo this last Friday Oof. in the Final Oof. Four. So hate to see that. It technically wasn't really the March Madness tournament. It was the, the NIT, NIT right? But yeah. it was the first time we've ever been in it, and this yeah. is probably the best season we've had, right? Yeah, we got to host. We got to host a postseason like, match, obviously, so that was cool for the program, definitely. Very cool, especially at Gamble. But as a reminder, the call-in number, if you are interested, is 860 860- Four eight six nine four eight seven. That's eight six zero four eight six nine four eight seven. And as we always do mention, we do have a Twitter and we do have an Instagram. They're both at Fire Radio. That's P H I R E Radio. So please do give us a follow or a call if you're interested and like the show. Phone lines are open. We'll wait for you. We'll take you on whenever you want to call. But before we usually get into the injury, there is a lot, a lot of college football news today, Eric. Yeah, today, a lot. Today was there was a big shakeup in college football. That's for sure. All right, um, explain to us what happened, my friend. So as we've seen, or if you've been on Twitter pretty much at all today, uh, looking at sports, uh, National Signing Day was today for the early period for college football. Um, and there was a pretty big shocker: Travis Hunter, the number one cornerback and the number one overall recruit in the country, according to twenty four seven Sports, who has also been verbally committed to Florida State since March twenty twenty, flipped. To Deion Sanders' Jackson State University this uh, this morning. Wild. Wild. Wild stuff. And it's a, you know, HBCU, FCS school. Um, it's kind of crazy, to be honest. And I think there's a lot lot to be talked about with NIL, especially in this. Because I think <clears throat> Deion's backed by Barstool, but... 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously clearly NIL. Surprising, though, for an HBCU to be this in it yeah. with a number one recruit in IL, but, or NIL. But things are changing, as we know. We do have our first caller of the day on the line, so we'll bring them on right now. Caller number one, what's your name? Where are you from? Fire Football Radio. This is Cliff Esmeo. Uh, welcome back. Cliff, we've missed you. What's up, boys? Sorry, it's been a minute. Where have you been? Just, you know, watching soccer every other weekend, you know? <laughs> Too much soccer, Cliff. You need to hop over to the other football, the American football. Yeah, I was actually watching with the neighbors uh, this weekend. Um, a lot of really good matches, especially the Bills Patriots match that did with some controversy. I want to ask you guys how bad is the refing did this year in the NFL? It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's been tough. There's it's... been a lot of games where people have, well, I mean, the jury, the courtroom. Nowadays is kind of social media, and people have wasted no time taking their thoughts over there. So, no, they haven't. And yeah, as you said, the jury is social media, and they are not too happy. And even players have taken it to oh, social yeah. media and you know to their own platform, saying how poor the NFL officiating has been this year. Um, specifically, as you mentioned, that Bills Bucks game. But even before then, you look at I know just in terms of the play. The Raiders Cowboys game on Thanksgiving was bad, oh, but boy, there weren't bad. any. You know, wasn't shy of bad calls as well. Yeah, in terms of the Jets, the Jets could probably be you know playoff hunt if for so many bad calls. Uh, kidding. Is that what you think? <laughs> Is that what you think? Cliff? That's what would change it. No, but it's just like interesting because when you look at all the calls that are being made, is it just the refs being way too aggressive with the way they're calling, or are they just? Is it just like we don't know what pass interference is anymore? We don't know what a yeah. is anymore. Like, is that why we're having so much would, difficulty with the rules? I would say a lot of it has to do with how quickly we're changing rules every year. I mean, with like with hitting the quarterback, it doesn't seem like from game to game the refs know what they can call. Obviously, there's certain rules that are outlined pretty clearly, like you can't put your full body weight on them. But guys are coming in and hitting the quarterback like right after they release the ball, and it's roughing the passer. But that's not not the same as the next game. Like if you watch the four o'clock game, that won't happen. And then like what you said with pass interference down the field. Uh, yeah, it's funny because I think it was a play to build the Bucks game. Um, one of the deep tackles, I believe, went up and actually jumped on Josh Allen and put his arms around him and took him to the ground and fell on him with his body weight, which by law is a pass um, is roughing the passer. So it's just really inconsistent for me to calling, and I think it's ruining the experience for a lot of fans. Yeah, and Cliff, vice versa, has does you know if that happens to Tom Brady, what's the call there? It's it's always going to be for Tom. You know? I I know, and yeah, there's definitely there's always that sort of seniority to the calls. That's with any sport. Like I don't know if you remember the MJ video where the ref comes yeah. up to him and he's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's like, oh, he's like, I got fouled. He's like, oh, I believe you, Michael. Yeah. I'm gonna I'll give you a foul. <laughs> he's like, I got foul on 22, and he gives it out. Yeah, no, I agree, Cliff. Um, anything about the Jets this week, Cliff? So the only thing I have about the Jets is that they're really bad, um, as we know. But the most important thing is, it seems like the timing of the Jamal Adams trade could not have been better mm. because they might be set up to have two top ten picks this year. So could this have actually been a blessing in disguise to the New York Jets? Oh, what a trade, Cliff. What a trade. Yeah, I think it could. And he's um, so unproductive on the Seahawks, too. It's not even like, what, what would have been the point of keeping him? Nothing. 
Yeah, and they can build that team further. They can give Wilson more weapons. They can maybe in like second or third round get a quality running back. They need to get a shutdown corner. That's I think one of the most pressing needs. Um, getting a more competent um, edge rusher. So there's a lot of things um, that need to be done for that Jets organization to get better. Yeah, I agree. I think in the past, I mean, two years ago when we had this show going, I think we probably told you the same thing to keep hope. And I think it was a little bit less back then because they had Adam Gase. They still had Sam Darnold. But now, I really do think there's hope in this Jets team. You have a great stack of picks coming up. Mm. Yeah, the thing is the quality of talent and the depth of youth players right now, like the young players on the team, is really like this is, I think, by the numbers, they're one of the youngest teams in the NFL. They're still a growing team under a really good coach, I think, in Robert Sala um, and a pretty decent staff overall. Um, and I think they just need to keep building around Wilson, get another offensive lineman, you know, get a solid run. Yeah. Um, and the receiving court was there. I think the receiving court was very underrated. Yeah, no, I agree, Cliff. I think there's a lot of hope. I do. I don't mind Wilson. I don't think he's had the best season, but he's a rookie. He's playing on the New York Football Jets, as we know. Um, so I, I, th- I think in the future there are good things coming out of that. But, Cliff, I appreciate you calling him again, my friends. Good to hear from you. Of course, and let's hope Daniel Jones gets on track soon for the Giants. Hey, stick around and listen. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Of course. You guys have a great night. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Cliff. Uh, good to hear from him. Haven't heard from Cliffy in a while. I know he's been watching too much uh, European football than, than he has come American football. to the good side, Cliff. Yeah, uh, yeah, come back to the good side. But, Eric, we were just talking quickly about the NIL situations and just paying players in general, correct, in college yeah. football? Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of crazy. And also, there's been a lot of talk on Twitter today that People think Dion did this, tried to get this kid specifically because he was originally committed to Florida State, and Florida State didn't give him a head coach. A job, job, right? Yeah. Yes. But, I mean, looking back on it, Dion wasn't exactly qualified for it, but what we've seen from him this year, he would be now. Mm. Like, I mean, the best corner of all time. Like, <laughs> No coaching experience. Right, right. Yeah, no, true. I get it from Florida State, but uh, it was very funny to see how this all shook up today, and Dion called it like a month ago. Like, like I saw a clip happen. of him. I saw a clip of him. Like I think it was a month ago, saying something like, "We're going to shock the world yeah. with how we recruit this year." It's true. Yeah, and they're saying it's the best best FCS recruiting class of all time. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I mean, I think just FCS in general now. Yeah. With the money that they can produce, like JMU has always been good. North Dakota State now they can pay players. Yeah. And get them to go. Yeah. Like, they don't. And the thing is, they don't have to worry about it requiring them to jump up to Division One because the money is not going through the athletic department. It's right. just going through the nonprofit. The nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's talk Let's about this. The nonprofits, Eric. So. Uh, this is like a little it's I found out about this recently but I think it came out like maybe a little a week ago that the Texas O-line if you are on scholarship at Texas as an O-lineman you are going to make $50,000 a year for 4 years from Horns with Heart for a nonprofit that is empowering college athletes to use their name image and likeness for charity basically. So to clarify, if you're a college athlete you're allowed to get scholarships and money and whatever you want, endorsements from third-party places. Like, so they're getting the scholarship a, a, from the school and 50000 on top of right. it from what is most likely boosters. But you can't get a booster oh, from yeah. the school. No. But uh, you can get a booster from a non-profit. From a non-profit. Whose backers 
are anonymous. Yes, I guess so. <laughs> and yes. could be named the Texas head coach. <laughs> yeah, man, I guess we're doing. I guess it's better to do it anonymously in the open rather than it was before, yeah. where it was anonymous anonymously, yeah. <laughs> like you know, squared. So what you, we're not paying anybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> All right, but we do have another caller on the line. Caller number two, what's your name? Where are you from? Hey, how you doing? This is Jason Hershauer calling from South Carolina. Jason, what's going on, buddy? Not much. First time caller, uh, long time listener. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, also, quickly, congratulations on your graduation, my friend. Thank you very much. I, I'm happy to be done. But uh, more importantly, I'm happy to be able to call into the show now that I don't have a class on Wednesday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what do you got for us, Jay? All right, so I want to talk a little bit about the game on Monday night. Um, you know, I'm, I was surprised. Um, you know, I do a little bit of betting in my spare time, mm-hmm. usually under the amount of $5, and I put a few dollars on the Cardinals thinking that they were going to have some success uh, with Tyler back and DeAndre Hopkins at home. But I was a little bit surprised. Uh, you know, I know the Rams played well last week, but I just wanted to hear your guys' opinion on that game. Yeah, I agree. I had the Cardinals. Zach had the Rams. No one wanted to believe me. So what did you? What were you thinking before that game, Zach? I was thinking, I, I believe a general rule in football is that when there's two teams that are very good in the same division, more than likely they'll split. And I bet against that rule with the Ravens. I picked them to win two against the Browns this year, and it bit me. The Browns beat them this week. The Rams are too good. They have too many good stars that probably feel like they deserve to be in the playoffs and have a shot at the Super Bowl. They have a coach who feels that way. And they already lost to this team at home. I just didn't see... I didn't see them giving up a second one to this team in their own division again. Yeah, I understand that outlook on it. I mean, after the game, you just realize that Stafford's Stafford, and now Mm -hmm. Stafford's on a good team. And they put themselves in positions to win. And they have the receiving core. They lose Robert Woods, which was killer. Cooper Cubs has been an absolute beast all year. He might be the offensive player of the year by the end of the, by the, end of the season. Odell Beckham, they sign. They've, re- they've revived Odell Beckham Jr.'s mm. career, Jay. Absolutely revived. And I think that's how they got to win. I don't think the Cardinals are as healthy as they thought they initially were. Now DeAndre Hopkins will be out for the rest of the season, in the regular season, uh, for a knee injury. So I don't know if he was too you know, ready to go. He had five catches, 12 targets, though. So 12 targets to Nuke. He dropped a ball. That probably should have been for a first down towards the end of the game. So I just don't think many things came together for Arizona. And I do think that the Rams are a very good team. Yeah, I agree with those points. And definitely, I think that specifically the last two weeks, we saw the Rams basically go back to their original offense like last year with golf, which I think is going to be good for them moving forward. Just because I think earlier in the year, they're like, all right, now that we have Stafford, we're just going to air the ball out and, like, you know, do these plays that we, you know, that don't always work. But last year, you know, even with golf in there, they did have some success. Just with McVeigh, um, you know, creativity. And I think that if they utilize that moving forward like they did the last two weeks, they're going to be, you know, towards the top of the NFC. I still like the Packers, though. I mean, I, I think the, the NFC as a whole is just, I don't know. It, it's going to be an interesting finish, to say the least. 
Yeah, I think the NFC's pretty... I think it's more so top-heavy than throughout. I think the AFC is very even throughout and very competitive teams there. But you can see with the Packers, the Buccaneers, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the Rams, like those five teams I think we mentioned the last time we talked about the playoff picture, those five teams in the NFC are the five teams you need to watch. Because those are probably going to be, you know... Five of those teams, and the 49ers are now reaching you know, their way up, and Washington is competitive, and the Eagles aren't too far out with the Vikings. So, yeah, I agree. But I think the Rams have a tough test ahead of them in the playoffs. I definitely agree with that. And you brought up the 49 I'd like to just go back off to basically hear your guys' thoughts on that. Because I'm not sure. I just I don't see, you know, you know in the playoffs. Uh, we saw in the Super Bowl, I mean, if he made that throw, this full champ. I mean, what are you guys' thoughts on Jimmy G and the 49ers? You're a little bit thin there. Are you asking if we think Jimmy G is the guy or if we can see the 49ers? Yeah, what do you guys think? You know, we're talking about the NFC a little bit. That'll be my last question to you guys. Yeah, I think, as you mentioned in the last Super Bowl they were in with the Chiefs, uh, we said it before the Super Bowl even happened. It was going to come down to whether Garoppolo could essentially beat Mahomes hmm. in, in, you know, in that Super Bowl. And that's what all Super Bowls mostly come down to, other than maybe the, the Rams-Pat uh, Super Bowl, where it was a 10-3 game. <laughs> Most of those big-time Super Bowls come down to the quarterback, whether he can produce the two-minute drill, whether, whether he can produce the four-minute drill. And I think Jimmy G... It is probably better right now. Maybe not better than he was that year, but better than we thought he was going to be at the beginning of the year. Their team's rounding out really well. Kittle's an absolute beast. As long as they can run the run the ball at least 20 times efficiently, I think they have a shot. It's going to be really hard to stay in these close games against these other teams, though, because I could also see them getting not maybe not blown out of the water, but beaten badly by like a team like the Bucks or the Packers or something like that. Yes, they won't play the Packers in the first round, but I don't know, Zach, do you have any other opinions on that? Well, to go off the blowout thing, I don't know if I'll see him getting blown out either, but I think he certainly had a much easier time controlling games the year that they went to the Super Bowl when that defense was healthy and everyone was playing at a high level because he didn't really have to outduel anybody because nobody was really putting up all these monster points. Now the defense is hurt all the time. Dre Greenlaw's in and out. And he does have to do that. He has to play that role where teams are putting up big points against them and he has to figure out a way to compensate for that. And he just, it doesn't seem like he can get them over the hump. Definitely. Yeah, two great guys. I appreciate Um, the questions, Jay. You got anything else? No, that's it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And Cliff, great questions. I always like hearing his voice. <laughs> you can never complain hearing Cliffy's voice, right? No, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Jay, I appreciate the call. It's good to hear from you. You too. Be in touch. All right, see you, Jay. And one last little note about the Rams. Don't forget about the defensive production. I just want to remind everybody that they had two picks this week and four sacks against the Cardinals, three of them from the one and only Aaron Donald. So it's true. offense is something else. Don't forget about And on defense. Sunday night, they didn't have Jalen Ramsey mm-hmm. because of COVID. So, right then and there, it is a good team. It's a good team. They they're only nine and f- I, only they're only. nine and four. <laughs> they're a good team. They are a good team. Uh, let's do so. We kind of rounded out on the college 
Oh yeah, and Bryce Young is the Heisman. Yeah, that was like the uh, the backstory today. Right. Yeah, the, the backstory. Everybody, hold yeah. on to your pants. It happened Saturday. It happened Saturday. And no one's really and talked no, about it. No right? one's really talked about it because the way it's National Signing Day has been, really. Right. Um, and then I think at the very end, you mentioned, "Will we be back? We should be back." Yeah. Uh, we should be back. Maybe not next week, but the week after. Hopefully, hopefully before that uh, college football playoff happens. All right. But yeah, well, either way, we'll be in touch with our listeners for college football. Uh, but Zach, yes, sir. COVID. Uh huh. COVID is eating up the NFL. The oh, Browns. It is. The Browns have fourteen people, fourteen players on the COVID list. I was going to look at the Instagram post. I reminded myself right here because <laughs> it is actually absurd how many people they have on the COVID list. Give me one second, please. And there's 75 current in the NFL itself. Yes, 75 mm-hmm. current positives in the NFL as well. Zero games were canceled last year during the pandemic season, only postponed. I don't know if you remember, I think it was like the Ravens and maybe it was the Browns played on like a Tuesday night at like 5 o'clock. I'm not sure. Last year. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Luigi might have well, remembered. The Browns having 14, that's almost 20% of the cases in the league. Yes, exactly. Um, so they're missing Baker Mayfield, their quarterback, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Takaris McKinley, Wyatt Teller, Jedrick Wills, Troy Hill, John Johnson the third, and Drew Forbes. It's awful. Basically their entire team. Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's not going to be easy to win, and they have the Raiders on Sunday, which is unfortunate because in a healthy situation, that's a win they need, and they may not even get it now. Well, now the Raiders are favored. Yes, too. they are. Are they two-point or one-point? One they, they were one-point, yes. And as we were mentioning, it's an incredible, unique time to be a professional athlete. It is. I mean, historically, injuries obviously would keep people out. But what, what was Tom Brady dealing with all last season? Something with his arm or his I shoulder? Was a, I think it was his knee. He had a torn, he had a torn MCL. MCL. Torn MCL. So you could decide on your own to play through an injury like that. But now we have a situation where there's no choice like man, the, it's kind of been thrust upon management to make this choice where if you have it, you can't play. It's very unique. So it's not just injuries keeping people out anymore. So for there to be 14 people on the Browns out, it's like a whole new thing. Yeah, very I mean, unique. We dealt with it a lot last year because obviously there was no vaccine. Uh, you know, nothing preventing COVID from getting contracted by the players, especially as they were playing. What they did was they didn't have any fans. They didn't have any external media. Everything was done through Zoom. Now we're all back in a full-capacity environment. We're getting towards the colder season. This is around the time when COVID was bad last year, right before Christmas and right after Thanksgiving. And then it kind of fizzled out as we went towards January, February, and March. But this is a problem now for these teams because – you have an issue where you don't have your quarterback, your tight end, your wide receiver, three of your offensive linemen, a couple guys on defense. These are huge games now. Mm. And with the 17 extra game, maybe that gives a little bit of breathing room because you still have those extra three three games after this week to figure it out and win. But for the Browns, you're in a must-win-now situation. You're 7-6. and six. You're behind the Ravens, who are 8-5. and five. In leading the division, you just got a nice win against them. You have the, I wouldn't say the Cupcake Raiders, but you have the Raiders on Sunday afternoon or Saturday afternoon. Who are a toss up every week. Who are a toss up every week. Got blown out by the Chiefs last week, and you don't have a team, yeah, starting team to field against them to grab this win. Right. 
and you're right. There is a little bit of extra wiggle room with the extra game, but it's just everyone else. Game. Everyone else has that game too, right? So it's not like it's any. It's not like it's extra for anybody. Um, I don't know. It's just extremely tough to navigate, especially if you're a team that is already starting out with limited depth. I don't know. I believe the Ravens have scathed off um, a deep running COVID incident thus far, right? Uh, I correct? think they had COVID last week. Yeah, did they? So. I think they're good now. I don't know. I really yeah. don't. Well, I know they've, they've Ravens have been injured all year. They right. Yes. So been hurt. that's my badly. point. If like if this were to happen to a team like that or a team like the 49ers, like that a team that's oh, already yeah, struggling to put people yeah. on the field, it's just a it's another thing for coaches and GMs to have to worry about. And this time of year is. I mean, it's kind of like the perfect storm in the worst way because it's getting colder. This is always the time of year that people get sick more. And it's the time of year that is most critical for NFL teams. Like, you, like there are so many teams that have to win every game to keep their hopes alive. Every game. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough because... The Browns also were climbing their way slowly back. They got blown out by the Patriots. Then they beat the Lions. Then they had to play the Ravens on the road, only lost to them by six. Then they got a bye week, so you would think that they were getting more healthy, ready to go, and they did, and they played the uh, Ravens on Sunday, beat them by two points, and then you have this happen. Hmm. And now this is something you couldn't even anticipate. Your quarterback getting it, your tight end, one of your wide receivers, offensive line, defense, everything. Not being able to anticipate it is one of the biggest points, I think, because it really just comes out of nowhere. And when it hits you, it hits you fast. Like these guys were probably all—they're all in the locker room together, so one or two of them get to it, and then you end up with fourteen. Right and now, yeah. you don't have a team anymore, <laughs> and you have to wait—you know—a certain amount of days to figure out if it's contact trace all the way through. Who has it now? And they're set to play on Saturday. Yeah, they also get a short week. They don't yeah. get to go to Sunday. Yeah. And as of now, the NFL is going to keep it. I don't think the NFL will change it. They figured out, you know, strong ways to go around COVID. Is there like an appeals process the Browns can do to like move the game? I'm sure there is. If they really thought, there's probably a threshold where they have a certain amount of COVID cases, and then that's the line where they have to move it a day, and they have to move yeah. it to Sunday. But, but like, was a day? Like, what is? Do you know what the protocol is? Like, how many days do you get in the NFL? Like, would a day even change anything? Isn't it 10 days? Is that the deal? I think it's... It's yeah. so confusing. It's now, very though. confusing. I remember last year, you needed to have a certain number of people active f- to play that day. So, like, by Sunday, if they were good to go on Friday, they would do negative tests on Saturday, as long as they have no... I think it's as long as you have no more positive tests. Oh. That's, like, how it keeps going to a postponement or a cancellation, so, but we've never had a cancellation. So if they got another day, that would give them an extra day to have a chance to have, to no- have more players. Okay. Yeah. I think that's how it works. Okay. Um, but all of those players I mentioned are definitely out on Saturday. But let's hop over to a different team in the AFC North, the Ravens. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson does not have a high ankle sprain, as was believed before. Plans to play Sunday versus the Packers, but in quotes on quotes, we'll see where it goes. And we have a little topic of talk here with the Ravens. What are the Ravens without a healthy Lamar? They lost 24-22 to the Browns on Sunday. 
and they had to replace Lamar with Tyler Huntley, who went 27 to 38, 270 yards and a touchdown, and six rushes for 45 yards. Not bad. No, can't complain. Can't complain. Um, I would like. I'm interested. To, well, we're not going to see if, if Lamar Jackson plays, but the first game against the Browns was pretty low scoring and. I don't know. It, it may have just been a matter of circumstance that he played so well. I'm not totally convinced that he could continue that if he had to. Yeah, I don't think I am either. Uh, I don't. Rem- he came. He played earlier in the season, I believe. Right? I believe so. Yeah, I think he did briefly. Yeah. So he played earlier in the year. Uh, I'm trying well, to find his. Game I think it was log. whenever that COVID. Issue While you're looking that up. You asked the question, what are the Ravens without a healthy, a healthy Lamar Jackson? I have an answer for you. It might be a, a potent answer, but it's an answer nonetheless. Without Lamar Jackson, I believe that the Ravens are the fourth best team in the AFC North. With, yeah. Without, I think without yeah. Lamar Jackson, they are worse than the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they've had injuries on defense. I think they've been gutted at running back, and Devontae Freeman plays well enough. I think they're really trying to figure out who their wide receivers are. And I think if you don't have the offense, who is Lamar Jackson, then you're the fourth best team in that division. I, I think I would agree. I think the injuries are a problem. It's it's really shown because they just are not playing as dominant. They're playing very close games or getting you know, not worked, I should say, but they're playing very close games, and they don't have an easy schedule coming up for the remainder of the year. To be specific, it is the Packers, the Bengals, the Rams, who we just talked about, and the Steelers. So two two divisional games and two teams in the top five of the NFC. That should make the playoffs and have a chance to make a run in the playoffs. Right. In the NFC. We'll get back to Lamar, but we do have our third caller on the line. Caller number three, what's your name? Where are you from? Hello, Scott, <laughs> not in D11. Uh, hello, hello, Scott. <laughs> you're telling me you're not in D11 at 6.30 on a Wednesday? <laughs> well, it's a little early for the game, but mm. I actually will not be participating. However, the tickets have gone to a good place. They're going to my former baseball coach, Little League baseball coach, who my father was his Little League baseball coach. Interesting. Wow. wow. Yeah, so in, tradition continues. Nice, Scott. Yeah. Um, so I haven't listened. I just tuned in. I don't know what you talked about. Um, <laughs> well, welcome. Pick. I want a draft pick. You want a draft pick? <laughs> well, we're fresh like out. Three top tens to where we're going here. So, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. yeah, Scott. Uh, I agree. Uh, I'm rooting to lose now. Let's get a higher draft pick. Let's root for the Bears to lose as let's well. Lose, let's, let's lose. Let's lose together. So, so here's the thing. So, so Washington plays the Eagles. They're both six and seven. So if things play out to week eighteen or twenty four, whatever it is, Luigi, whatever, how many weeks we play now? <laughs> um, the Eagles might need the Redskins to lose. And I remember week seventeen last year, the Giants needed the Eagles to lose, and that didn't happen. So maybe some payback of the good kind. Should we? We, we lay down and lose. I, I would have to agree, Scott. I You know what I think we should do? I think we should play Jake Fromm for the remainder of the year. <laughs> do we, do we, hey, do we get the same discount from State Farm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure. It might be a different Jake. Jake Fromm, State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Hey, and uh, did you look at the did you look at the rushing standings lately? Yes, I did. You are still uh, ahead. In week fourteen, I'm doing the happy dance in my garage. <laughs> <laughs> you may you may end up getting the prices right. I think Jonathan Taylor still has four more games left. When you got Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook is stepping up as well. He is. He's healthy. He's he's back. Joe Mixon's not too far in yep. front as well. And Derrick Henry, four, yep. Yep. hasn't played since week eight. Is fourth in the rushing. Unbelievable. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yeah. Dalvin Cook was a beast at Florida State. He was just beastly. He was. Let's talk about Florida State, Scott. What happened today? <laughs> you mean basketball or football? I'm no, talking football, football okay. Scott. Yeah, I saw that. So Dion, Dion flipped the recruit. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, he did. Unbelievable! I did see that. Now, it's uh, trouble in paradise down there. So did they win? Did they win their FCS or they they were in the Final Four? Right? I, I think, think they won. St- I think they won. They won their last game of the season. They won the conference that yeah, they're in. They I don't know if conference. they. I don't think the FCS. Oh, they haven't played that yet. I think okay. the semifinal yeah. is Saturday. Okay. And I know that JMU's in it, and yeah. North Dakota State is also in it. They're so playing. probably one of those two games. Yeah, exactly. Looks like South Car- uh yeah, South Carolina State Saturday. Jackson State? Yeah, Jackson State is playing. Interesting. So they're in the semifinals, Scott. All right, that's good. That's cool. That's cool. Um, what's going on with women's UConn basketball? Oof. <sighs> sore subject. That's a that's a sore subject, yeah. Scott. Wait, wait, is is it time for what's his name to go? Uh, no, no. I don't I don't think so. Never. I mean, I think the media would like to tell you that. Yeah, the, yeah. But I think we're it's still the confident. downfall. It's coming. <laughs> well, you're the media. Yeah, we are the media. Yeah, what I would say, I think he's a fantastic coach. I think he's frustrated that just things like legit have not worked out for him. And now that Paige Beckers is hurt for six to eight weeks, which they say is six to eight weeks, but they didn't. Well, they didn't tell you that she had surgery on her MCL yes. as well. Yes. Uh oh! Is it, are you breaking news with that? I don't well, think we're don't breaking think so. news. We just... have a roommate who had a similar surgery, and he got out in six weeks, and it's only because they literally cut the muscle out of him or the ligament, wherever it was. If well, she has I, to I, I heal, I had a full MCL tear. They screwed it back in. They and were I able to six, screw it back I did in. Five months. Yeah, they had the old uh, cadaver ligaments ready to go. And how long was that recovery? Five months. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I skied, I skied three months to the day of the surgery, but I didn't tell my orthopedic or my PT guy until two weeks later. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, that it's not it's not looking good. No, we don't have it's because right now Paige, Az, <sighs> and Nika have all been out, and those are our three main ball handlers. So it's not ideal. I just wanted one championship. I thought I was yeah, coming to UConn. So one year I have Final Four tickets. Oh my god, <laughs> Dude, that was part of the deal. That's part of the whole pitch. That's part yeah. of the deal. Yeah. So yeah. Part of the deal. You part come to stores, you get a championship, it is what it is. You celebrate <laughs> in the winter, it's a big huzzah. Have you seen one in four years? No. 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 Absolutely not. Scott, Six. we haven't seen anything. Wow, you guys, you guys got gypped. I yeah, mean, we did. You, how many years straight was it? It was like four in a row before yeah, us. Yeah. Oh, come on. And then we get here and they're like, yeah, all right, we're not just yeah, going to stop. I think we're going to cool off a little bit, let everybody else get a turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to have a reset. We're going to push the reset button. Thanks, guys. That means All right, thank so you. Uh, football, football, football. Army-Navy. I don't know if you guys talked about it. No, we didn't. Crazy game, though. Oh, yeah, and the guy said, I didn't know it was getting the snap to me on the fake punt. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Although it did surprise him that it was in his face when he got it. Yeah. But. Wasn't it cool that it was down in MetLife this year? Oh, yeah. 
It's packed. Yeah, packed with the Navy midshipmen and the Army cadets. Hey, I'm an Army fan. Well, Matt, you know, we grew up you know, near West Point. So right. you know, I've been to Army games. It's a, it's a fantastic place to experience a football Saturday. Yeah, you know, I've never been out there. I really would like to once I graduate, I think. I've been out there once for Army Air Force. It was fantastic. No, no. Mikey Stadium, nothing like it. Very cool. All right, gentlemen, I got nothing. I mean, I'm looking forward to the 2-11 Jags against the 2-11 Houston team you know, on Sunday. That's a hot game. <laughs> <laughs> you got Arizona, Detroit. Yeah, bring it. Who's your uh, Who's your favorite right now? Oh, boy. I'm going to go AFC. I'm going to say, wow, AFC is so tight-packed. Um, hmm, maybe the Chargers. Okay. Uh, NFC, uh, that friggin' guy, TB12. (laughs) Although, you know, last night's game was a good game. Um, The Rams and Arizona kind of pieced each other out again. So they split, right? That was the second game they played? Yeah, they went one and one against each other. Okay. All right. So that'll be interesting, but... Yeah. We'll we'll have to to review the uh, playoff picks another time. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, you still have Tom Brady for MVP? I do. And that's looking good. Yeah, it is. So. That is my rushing title. Yeah. Well, yeah, 10 yards for now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It, it, no, it's 300 yards. 300 yards for what? Oh, no. Uh, what's his name? He's, only, he's like 300 behind um, Taylor. Oh, yeah. You took the, the yards amount oh, to no, be. No, oh, no. I'm only six yards. I took 1354. He did 1348. Okay. All right. Yeah, so even smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott, I appreciate it. Have you been skiing yet this year, Scotty? I have not. I am going to Maine to see my mom over Christmas time with my brother, so there might be some turns involved there. Awesome. Good to hear, Scott. But right, I- are you guys having another show? The rest of the year or not? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll put something we'll put something together. We're c- currently waiting for after hours access because technically the Ooh. our student union will be closed, but I, I should be able to get that for you. All right, excellent. Let me know. All right, thank you, Scott. All right, peace, boys. Good show. Peace out, Scotty. Good to hear from Scott. Haven't always. heard from him in a while. He was always at he was at a homeowners meeting, homeowners alliance meeting. Oh, something interesting today. Not really interesting in any way, but like, well, interesting, I guess. <laughs> Something very interesting. <laughs> that isn't interesting. No, it's kind of interesting. I was walking into the library, and I went onto the first floor, and I was like, eh, I guess I'll just like go on the first floor. I'm like looking at my phone, like playing whatever music I had uh, in my AirPods, and I'm walking up, and I look up, and I legit think I see a wolf. Like, there, I was like, I, I had to stop for a second because I thought there was an entire wolf in front of me. Have you ever seen an Irish wolfhound? No. I don't Look so. up an Irish wolfhound. It is a breed of a dog. One of my buddies, I mean, I haven't talked to him in a while. but What is this? He used to have one uh, in uh, Middlebury, and they are some of the biggest dogs what I have ever seen. What was he doing seen. in the library? <laughs> well, so I go, what is... <laughs> what well, first I thought this? it was a wolf, then I go, what's this horse doing in the library? <laughs> and it's this enormous 180-pound dog. 
Was it one of like the therapy dogs they yes. bring in? Yeah. This is too big for that. The yeah. other day they brought yeah. in a pug that was like the size of a shoebox. So they were doing <laughs> so they in the on the first floor of the library they were doing like every hour some new person who owned this their therapy dog would bring it in and either they get paid or they get paid in some sort of way by the university because it's the you know study finals uh, th- dog therapy week whatever and so every hour they're bringing in this new dog but for the first hour that I was there this Irish wolfhound was just standing in the in the library <laughs> <laughs> what to like strike fear in your yeah. heart it was like it ha- she had it on like a chain <laughs> <laughs> like it was huge like its head is lit- was literally up to like the middle of my chest and oh my people God. were like there were like 20 people surrounding it and the woman was like oh yeah this is Bruce or whatever his name was like he's really calm and nice my and dog could kill you I hope you're relaxed now he was enormous enormous a little side note sorry I, I just thought I had to tell someone because yeah. no one was around me when I was uh, when I saw it but well, then they yeah then they brought in like a border collie like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing even close yeah. tongue hanging there out there was a that. golden retriever when I left yeah. it was hilarious but we do have another caller on the line we'll take them on then they brought in a moose caller number four what's your name where are you from hey this is this is Liam from Yukon Liam hey. hello I heard you guys talking about the Irish Wolfhound. Did you <laughs> see the Irish Wolfhound? Yes. That was the biggest dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I know. I, I just saying, I'm sure you were listening, but I said it, it looked like a wolf. Yeah. Yeah, it was nuts. I, I was standing there petting this dog, and the lady was like, I think you might have it on height, but not on weight. <laughs> it was a crazy dog. Yeah. I, I. So one of my buddies used to have one. And it, I was always afraid to get out of my car when I would pull into his driveway because this thing would prance. Like, when they run, they prance like a literal horse. It's terrifying. Oh run you over. Yeah, yeah they may eat Harkins. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Harkins may yeah. be eaten by one of them. <laughs> I should have gotten a picture of it. It was insane. It. it was absolutely insane. Yeah, really but cool. That's all, I, that's all I came on to say. <laughs> oh, that's all right. Yeah, no, I appreciate you listening at least. That, yeah, I'm, I just checked you off in the attendance list now that you're yeah. listening. <laughs> Ditto the Irish Wolfhound. Yeah, and then uh, last note, how about them Patriots? How about them Patriots, exactly. (laughs) They have the Colts this week. Your underdogs in Indianapolis, what do you think? Uh, I mean, as long as Jonathan Taylor doesn't run for 250, I think we'll be all right. This should be the game where he's held. Yeah. This should be the game. Yeah. Yeah, as, as long as we have to make uh, Carson Wentz beat us, I think, I think we'll be okay. But I'm interested to see. We'll see. Yeah, defense will probably eat, but I appreciate the call, Liam. Good to hear from you. Absolutely. See you later. All right, thanks, Liam. They're absurd dogs. Are you watching, like, a video of yeah, it moving? Yeah. He's, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually absurd. Yeah, they're large. It's crazy. All right, uh, just quickly. Chiefs, six-game win streak. Beat the Raiders forty-eight to nine on Sunday. Now hold the three seed in the AFC, mm. nine and four. <clears throat> they have the Chargers tomorrow night. They host the Steelers in Week seventeen or sixteen, and then they have the Bengals on the road and the Broncos. This team's coming for the one seed. Oh, they're, they're coming. coming fast. They're coming in hot, man. I think they're gonna. They, I think I'm gonna. You know what? I'm not just gonna say. I think I'm gonna put a prediction down on the table right now. I think at the end of the season they will be the number one seed. With this schedule that they have remaining, I love the Broncos. We play like poo <laughs> against the Chiefs. They're going to beat us. They're going to beat the Bengals. They're going to beat the Steelers. Chargers are going to give them a run for their money. You think? Not going to 
<laughs> not going to say who I pick. You. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I think they are coming for the one seed, although if the Patriots find a way to win on Saturday night, yeah, they get that dub, then they play the Bills at home, yeah, probably like. a win. Then they have the Jaguars at home. Not really too worried but about. But they do have the Dolphins on the road. Who yes. are sketchy. But the Dolphins Miami, beat them already. They aren't only sketchy. They are the Patriots killers. Yes, I do not like <laughs> going to didn't have the angle. Miami. <laughs> going to Miami in, uh, what is it, January? Not fun? No. Not fun. No. Not fun for the Patriots. So, uh, yeah, honestly, I would say of those four games... Should be the Bills and the Colts that I'm more worried about, but in Miami, it's like always a game, especially when it's most definitely going to be for the one seed. Yes, like it, I doubt it we get it. I doubt we lock it up before then. I don't think we'll be able to. No, I think this will go to the end of the year. I, th- I think this uh, this battle for probably I saw some statistic. This is like the first time since I don't know what year it was, but since a specific year where no one's clinched. No one has it, clinched. Really? It's week 14, wow. or it's week 15 now, and no one has clinched through 14 weeks. Is it because there's more odds with the new week? With the new game, yes. Yeah, yeah you can have an uneven odd now mm. because you could be 9-8, and eight, you could be 8-9, and 6-11. It's going to be disgusting at the end of the year. I don't want to see the records. At this point, it is what it is because we can't do anything about it. But, yeah, it's the odds are different. It's going to feel weird to see a team that's like... Twelve and four, but there's still another game. Thirteen and four, twelve and five. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's ugly. Eight yeah. and eight, and the Patriots. But not done. Patriots very, very much well be that team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The twelve and four going yeah. into the last year. Uh, another interesting news. Zach wanted to talk about this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, this was mostly just a dig at Matt, but yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> Who goes after a new starting quarterback first? The New York Football Giants or the Pittsburgh Steelers? I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Steelers. <laughs> is the number one option. Yeah, uh, you know, I think so too. But um, I think a point can be made that, what is this, three years now? This is three For years. Senor Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't seen much. Um, I mean, we've watched plenty. Uh, we haven't seen much that would suggest uh, potential or positive growth or arm strength or stability or... Uh, Competency. No, I, well, <laughs> okay, but that's that's a little extra- excessive. He's okay. Is he a starting quarterback in the NFL for a long franchise time? Probably not. We've learned that. We knew it was probably a bad pick when Gettleman took him, but he has five years to altogether. We've we have room to work with. We do not need a quarterback right now. We need to get rid of our GM first. Joe Judge, for whatever reason, is apparently coming back. I don't know if I really oppose it or not. Uh, I'm not like I don't love him, but I also don't know if he is the problem. I think the personnel is primarily the problem. The I offensive agree. line is horrendous. So what are you going to do before Listen, that is fixed? We learned today that anybody can recruit players to anywhere if you're good <laughs> enough at it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You need to find someone that's not David Gettleman. I want Peyton Manning that would be as great. my general yeah. People would come play for Peyton Manning yeah. in New York. Yes. Russell Wilson. How hard come? of a sell is that? Listen, we got a young nucleus... You get to live in New York City. I'm Peyton Manning. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? <laughs> this division's booty cheeks. You have a good chance to win the division every year. Come on over. 
So to answer the initial question, I think it'll be the Steelers. I think it has to be the Steelers because he's retiring. Uh, yeah, or yeah. or at least knowingly leaving. I know it's going to be them. I just wanted to put that. No, in there. I know it's still a question because what are they going to do? And if I, if it happens next year and he's horrible again, I don't know. I think going to another, he's going to go through another scheme now. He's been through like he's already <laughs> been through three, <laughs> three diff, three three separate schemes. Yeah. I don't know how much longer you can do it. All right, but something yeah. interesting before we get into the picks. Uh, I looked back at the very first document that we made for the very first show coming back this semester. We did a lot of preseason awards. I think we. I, I kind of want to just run through them uh, and see where we stand. Luigi is obviously not here, but I'll say his. So the Super Bowl champion we picked prior to the season. Luigi picked the Chiefs. Keeps it as the same. Zach, you took the Packers, and <clears throat> I took the Buccaneers. So. Two teams, the one and two in the NFC, and the three team in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So still alive. Moving forward, MVP. Luigi took Josh Allen, not looking the best. Kind of out. Kind of out. You took Russell Wilson. I'm really out. Very out. <laughs> and then I am the closest in, but I also don't really think I'm that in with Patrick Mahomes. Tom Brady's the lock. Well, he's got, what, four weeks to change... Yeah, yeah he's got know. four he's weeks, out, and right? those teams, the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, the Broncos, not the worst defenses you've ever seen. So I, I guess it could happen, but I wouldn't put my money on it. No. no. Would you bet? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Would you bet for him to win MVP right now? God, no. no. <laughs> right. So Tom's the lock. Offensive player of the year, Luigi took Tyreek Hill. Probably not. He says it would be Jonathan Taylor at the moment, which I would agree with. I took Christian McCaffrey, the biggest fantasy fraud of all time. <laughs> and then, Zach, you took? I took Senor Brady. Which is still possible. Still possible. If he doesn't win MVP, yeah. 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 And I think instead of – I think Jonathan Taylor will probably end up winning it, but I think right now I ins- agree. instead would, for my pick, would be Cooper Cup. Mm. I would take Cooper. Mm. Yeah, I like that. Defensive player of the year, Luigi took Miles Garrett. Still there. I took TJ Watt. Still there. <laughs> Zach. Zach. Can took. you blame me? <laughs> well, I, I, at the time, we weren't too fond of it. Uh, you, I know you didn't like it, but I, I, I had hope. You know what? I took Von Miller. There. I said it. He was coming back. I thought maybe, you know, new quarterback, make a run a little bit here or there. And then we traded him away, and they broke my heart, and... No, he doesn't do anything. I think Luigi typed this in parentheses, LOL, 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 LOL. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's not even on your team anymore. I know. I know. Well, how was I supposed to know that? Well, I, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, all right, yeah, we're still kind of in it. Zach's completely out of the picture in Defense Player of the Year. I haven't won any of I have, that. I have a question about what you think about – I know you're going to get to – Defensive rookie of the year, which I'm assuming a couple guys are going to say Micah Parsons. Yeah. What do you think about him for a defensive player of the year? Oh, well, we're going to get there once All we right. talk about defensive rookie of the year. <laughs> now, these two next sections for me, I'll give myself credit. I am on the nose. From the beginning of the year, I haven't changed it. This is the same document that started at the beginning of the year. Luigi took Trey Lance. Not even playing, so it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't really exist. I took Micah, or excuse me, I took Mac Jones. I had high hopes. He was really good in the preseason. Bill Belichick, I thought, would do some things. It was kind of a chance. Mac Jones is on the nose right now. Mm-hmm. And Zach, you took? I took Najee Harris. Which isn't out of the picture. But I forgot to take into account how bad the Steelers are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I am on the nose for Offensive Rookie of the Year. 
at the moment. And I am also on the nose yeah. for defensive rookie of the year. Luigi took Pat Sertain. Not a bad pick at all, just not going to be there. I took Micah Parsons, the guy who I was comparing to Lawrence Taylor before the draft. I wanted the Giants to take him. They didn't. Now, who is he being compared to? And who's the only other person to win Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie? Lawrence Taylor. Oh, yeah. Lawrence Taylor. And you took? J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. (laughs) (laughs) No, so to get to your question, Eric, yeah, it's highly possible. I think the NFL would love to do this. Yeah, I think they would. The AP would love to make this happen. Yeah. And... I, I didn't think he would be close to Defensive Player of the Year. I knew he would be the biggest impacting defensive rookie of the year, so which is why I took him. He is literally as close of a mirror image as we will get in today's NFL to Lawrence Taylor. Mm-hmm. He has the speed. He has absurd strength. He can play middle. He can play outside. He can pass rush. He can play in coverage. He's absurd. It's really been unbelievable. Actually absurd. And yeah. I'm just happy that I was able to take it before the preseason. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably wish you had odds on it. It's like when you think I wish about I had odds on both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would have won a lot of money. <laughs> and I didn't because at the time betting wasn't legal. That's true. So I didn't take anything. True. But now I'm kicking myself. Yeah. Because this is another situation where I had it right. At least we have four weeks left. Yes. I may not have it right altogether, but it is what it is. Comeback player of the year. Luigi had Derwin, Derwin James. Now he says he wants Nick Bosa. Good pick. I had McCaffrey, the fraud. Zach had Dak Prescott. The fraud. Well, not as fraudulent for a comeback, Christian McCaffrey comeback player of the year. Is yeah. the fraud. Right, but not as fraudulent as a comeback Maybe he'll win it next year since he's hurt again. Maybe. <laughs> double. Hashtag double comeback player of the year. And then coach of the year. Luigi took Kyle Shanahan. Probably not going to happen. He said he would take Bill Belichick. I took Sean McDermott. Also not going to happen. Zach, you took Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff That Cliff is Kingsbury. up there. Yeah. You are there on the list. All right. I have one here. Nice. <laughs> you, you and Bill. All, All right. right. Let's get into the picks. It's pick time in the NFL. It's Christmas time. It's pick time. Jingle, jingle. That's oh, that is not the picks. <laughs> All right. Okay, our final picks before the end of the fall semester. Bing bong. Bing bong. This should be playing? It is not. Okay. Back to this. Back to this. Snap, snap, snap. No music. No music. No music. Okay. Just so you guys know, beforehand, we were looking at pictures of those big dogs, and nine out of ten of those pictures were dogs bigger than people. Were they? Yeah, they were. <laughs> <laughs> One was bigger than a car. Nice. All right, let's get into the picks. Week 15 picks. I am 119 and 74. Luigi is still the top dog at 127 and 66, and Zach is 125 and 68. We all, surprisingly, went 11 and 3 this week. Really good weeks. All came out with the same record. Thursday night football, 820, the Chiefs, eight and, or 9 and 4. Three point favorites at the Chargers, 8 and 5. Give me the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take the Chiefs too. I think this is going to be a close one. I think maybe look at the over. I'm going to take the Chiefs against the Chargers. Eric, welcome to the picks. <laughs> Who we got this week? Uh, I like the Chiefs definitely in this one. 
All right, Saturday, 4.30, Raiders 6-7 and seven at the Browns. 7-6, and six, Raiders are one-point favorites. Browns are so depleted. Give me the Raiders. I don't see how it would be possible for the Browns to win this game unless, some by some miracle, a whole bunch of negative COVID tests showed up on Friday. I agree. Eric? Yeah, I think there's, there's no way, even though the Raiders are, like, Browns would win this game without mm-hmm. COVID. Raiders across the board, 820 on Saturday night. We now have Saturday football without college football on Saturdays. Patriots 9-4 and four at the Colts 7-6. and six. Two and a half point favorites. Give me the underdog Patriots. I love the Pats here. I think we'll be able to keep Jonathan Taylor from going too crazy on him and uh, win the game pretty easily. Someone has to stop these Patriots. <laughs> and you know who it's going to be? The team that almost beat the Buccaneers. They're hungry. They're looking for a win against a big team. They just—they have a goose egg. They—they they just played the Texans. Texans. Texans yeah. scored no points. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yes. They want this win. I think they're going to get it. All right. Zach takes the separation pick with the Colts. First one o'clock game on Sunday. Cardinals ten and three. Thirteen and a half point favorites at the Lions. One ten and one. A lot of big time favorites here. I'm going to take the Cardinals. Give me the Cardinals. Cards. Cards, Eric? Yes, sir. All right. Next 1 o'clock game. The Jets, 3-10 and 10 at the Dolphins, 6-7. and seven. Give me the Dolphins, their 10-point favorites. I'm going to take the Finn boys as well. Yeah, I'll be on the Finns. Finns across the board. Jets, unfortunately, Cliff, will not get a win on Sunday. 1 o'clock. Smellia. Panthers, 5-8 and eight at the Bills, 7-6. 11-point favorites to the Bills. Buffalo needs to win this game. Give me Buffalo. Yeah, they need to win this game and the next one and the one after that and also that. And uh, Panthers are disheveled. We're sure Josh Allen's plan. I know we didn't get to it. I think he has turf toe or something. Oh, Jesse. as of right now, it's not supposed to keep him out of the game. All right, then stay on. But Bills. he's dealing with it. Yeah, Bills then. All right, Bills across the board. One o'clock. Cowboys nine and four. Ten and a half point favorites at the New York Football Giants. Four and nine. Ten and a half point favorite. Ten and a half point favorite again. Another ten point favorite. Let's work towards the Bing Bong parlay in the <laughs> draft. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm going to take those Cowboys. Yeah, Cowboys. All right, Texans 2-11 at the Jaguars. 2-11, four-point favorites to the Jaguars. This is a garbage bowl game. Give me the underdog Texans on the road. Scott, it's the dream game. I'm going to – I don't know. This is such a bad game. Give me the Jaguars. Uh, Texans, Urban Myers. I don't think he In knows shambles. the guys that play for him. <laughs> he doesn't. One o'clock, Titans, nine and four. One and a half point favorites at the Steelers, six, six, and one. Give me the Titans. I'm also going to take the Titans. I think they're too good for the Steelers. You know, uh, the Steelers win weird games. Yeah, that's why I'm going to take the Steelers. I don't know. Just feel like they're going to win like every other game this year. Just look like crap that one week played great the next week all right one final one o'clock game washington football team six and seven at the eagles six and seven seven point favorites to the eagles give me the eagles yeah i'll take the eagles both teams look sloppy i think washington looks sloppier and they're having a really hard time putting points on the board yeah eagles 405 Bengals seven and six at the broncos seven and six three point favorites to the broncos i don't know zach what do you think i think we're hungry I know you probably don't follow the Broncos' Instagram account, but I do. I get to see post-game talks in the locker room with Vic Fangio hyping everybody up and everybody saying, this is family. We know what we got to do. Everything's in front of us. We got to go out there and take it. So I'm going to go ahead with the Broncos. 
<laughs> All right, Eric, how can you go from that? Uh, Bengals. All right. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I trust in the Bengals more than I do the Broncos, I think. So I'll, I'll stick with the Bengals over the Broncos in Denver. 405 Falcons, 6-7 and seven at the 49ers, 7-6. and six. Nine and a half point favorites to the 49ers. Give me the 49ers. Yeah, I'm going to take those guys, too. Yeah, Niners. They look good. Four twenty-five Packers ten and three five-point favorites at the Ravens eight and five. Give me uh, the Packers. Aye, aye, aye. See, I stewed on this game for a while here. Even if Lamar plays, he's still going to be hurt a little bit. He's not going to be full strength. The Packers roster, top to bottom, might be better. I'm going to take Packers. Ravens may cover the five. Eric? Yeah, I, I agree with what Zach said. I was going to say the same thing. I think the Packers win, but I think it's going to be close. Yeah, I agree. I think the line is there because Lamar they're not sure about on yeah. Sunday, but we'll see. 425, Seahawks 5-8 and eight at the Rams, 9-4. and four, four and a half point favorites to the Rams. Give me L.A. If they beat the Cards, they cannot drop one the next week against the Seahawks, so I'm going to take the Rams. Yeah, Rams. Sunday Night Football, 820 Saints, 6-7 and seven at the Buccaneers, 10-3. and three. Another 10.5-point favorite. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, I'll take the Bucks. Yeah, Bucks. Bucks across the board. Final game of the week, Monday Night Football, 815 Vikings, 6-7, and 3.5-point favorites at the Cleveland, or Cleveland, Chicago <laughs> Bears, 4-9. and nine. This is the most disgusting game I've ever seen. Give me the Vikings, though. We talked a little bit pre-show about the Bears potentially being done with Matt Nagy. I think they'd be right to do so. That team's a mess. The offensive line's a mess, and I'm going to take the Vikings. Uh, so the Bears look in spurts against the Packers. They looked they looked good, kind of like the Bears this week. I don't think they want to lose to. Uh, I don't know. I think I think they I think they'll have a good chance in this game with the way they looked, especially in that first half against the Packers. Yeah, the only thing I'm taking the Vikings for is that Mike Zimmer is reaching the end of his days if he does not make a playoff spot. So this is a big, important game for him. I also think the Bears have a chance of winning. It's an NFC North battle. We know how those go, and Matt Nagy is also reaching his end in Chicago. But it has been Fire Football Radio on WHS Stores 91.7. We appreciate all the listeners. A couple callers here and there. But Zach and Eric, do you have anything else to say? Um, get get well soon, Beckers, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not much else other than that. Yeah, I agree. Big game for UConn men's basketball on Saturday. First game with fans back in the Big East. Unfortunately, I will be taking an English final, so I will not be there. Boo. Boo as well. A boo to my professor, unfortunately, but yeah, it is what it is. But it has been Fire Football Radio from 6 to 7. Hopefully, we'll be back next week, and we'll be back in some sort of form for the weeks leading up to the Super Bowl and when we come back. But this is our final show as of now in the studio until we hear further. It's been great with you all semester. I appreciate every listener and every caller that has had the chance to participate. It's been a great and fun time but until next time